Hey there, welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. I'm gonna keep this intro short and sweet because I cannot wait to dive into today's episode. We are gonna be talking all about Instagram and specifically, I'm gonna answer your questions. So my Instagram followers, the participants of my past challenges and podcast listeners, we have called some of the most asked questions and some that we thought would be really, really helpful to answer for you so that we can give you some more knowledge and insight into using Instagram to market your beauty business. So before we dive into today's episode, I have some really freaking exciting news. The Instagram visibility challenge is back. This incredible challenge is back live. Last time we had hundreds of stylists increase their Instagram visibility and the time before was exactly the same. So this will be our third time hosting the Instagram visibility challenge. Whether you have attended before or not, we have updated the challenge to reflect all of the newest and most up-to-date Instagram updates. So I highly recommend that before you even start this episode, you stop and you pop, you hit the link in the show notes and sign up for this challenge because it is going to really help you get a grasp on what you actually need to stress about with the new Instagram updates, what you don't. And of course you will have an opportunity to get live coaching from me three days. So we are starting on June the 5th. It's going to June the 7th. We're going Sunday, Monday, Tuesday this time. I am so, so excited to try out these new dates and hopefully see even more of you live. So without further ado, let's get into this week's episode, Your Burning Questions Answered. You're listening to the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Here, we talk about creating a career you love. We go deep into mindset, marketing, business, and life as a hairstylist. I'm your host, Jody Brown, a hairstylist veteran turned branding and marketing mentor for ambitious, inspired beauty pros like you. On this podcast, we share the real stories of leaders within the beauty industry and actionable trainings that leave you with the tools and guidance that will inspire you to build your best life as a hairstylist. From branding, business, and marketing to mindset, life, and finding fulfillment, no topic is off limits here. Get ready to be educated and inspired. This is the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. Hi there. Welcome back to the Hairstylist Rising Podcast. I am really excited about today's episode because we are going to be talking about one of my favorite topics, and that is Instagram marketing. And we're also going to be answering questions that are directly from you, from my community on Instagram, my podcast listeners, anyone who has participated in my previous challenges or courses. Today's episode is going to be a little different. So my team has essentially curated a list of frequently asked questions that pertain to marketing or Instagram for your beauty business. And I have them here. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read through these questions and give you the answers on the fly, my raw, real, and honest opinion. There are so many things floating around when it comes to Instagram. I know it's a big space and you're constantly getting fed information and some of it's important and some of it really isn't. So I was excited to take this opportunity to answer the real questions that you have in order to give you clarity on some of the 
like little things to do with Instagram all the way to the bigger things. So a lot of these questions came from participants in my last free Instagram visibility challenge. And as you know, we're going to be hosting another one of those coming up soon here. So you're going to get a little bit of background info before we even start the challenge, which is really exciting. But the full walkthrough of, you know, the visibility strategies and getting in front of your dream clients, that's all part of the the challenge. And so these questions though are going to give you a really great way to kind of dive into the topic and learn a little bit more about Instagram marketing. So we're going to get started and I'm just going to go in order. So the first question here is, should we be tagging clients in our posted pictures and videos? And then it says, does following them back on Instagram cross a professional or personal line? Now, here's what I would say. So I think that Instagram can be really, really valuable, not just as a tool for connecting with new clients, but also as a way to nurture and connect with your existing clients. Because the reality is, if your clients are on Instagram, they are likely seeing some content from maybe other stylists in your area. Maybe they followed them before they found you. And so you staying top of mind is always going to be a really, really good idea. So for that reason... I would say that it is a good idea to tag your clients in your posted pictures or videos, provided, of course, that they are cool with it, because if they love their hair, which I'm sure they do, they're going to be wanting to share these bomb photos that you have taken of their hair. So I definitely think that it can be a great way to get extra eyes and more visibility on your on your photos and on your videos because nothing, no one's going to be in and, and James edit this part out. Okay. Start again. No one is going to be an evangelist for your brand, like your current clients. So I think it's just a really, really smart idea to do this whenever you can. Again, provided that they're cool with it, but you're not going to post photos of someone that's not cool with it anyway. I think that if you post photos of your clients, they almost feel like a mini celebrity and it can definitely create some really great vibes and, you know, keep you connected. Now, the second part of this question is, does following them back on Instagram cross a personal or professional line? And here's my opinion on this. So if you have a professional account, you are, you know, posting professional content and it's used as a business growth tool. And that's the account. I don't think there's anything wrong with following your clients back. I mean, one of the factors that Instagram takes into account is, um, is the relationship between two accounts. So if you are, you know, liking their photos occasionally and all of the things, it's probably going to keep you more at the top of their, the content that they're being served by Instagram. So I don't think there's necessarily anything wrong with this. Having said that, there's also no rule that says you have to. So I think this is really personal choice. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing to follow your clients on Instagram, but you know, just keeping in mind that personal professional line, but I would just kind of follow your own comfort level on this one. So that's my advice there. Moving on to the second question. Any advice as I brand myself relocating? Okay, 
I love this question. So yes, I definitely have some advice here. And the first one is that you should change as soon as you know that you're going to be relocating, particularly if you're relocating to a different city, I would start, you know, marketing to people in your new city as soon as humanly possible. So you don't have to wait until you get there. If you know where you're going to be going, if you know, you know, what, which salon you're going to be at, or if you're going to be opening a suite there, as long as you have your books open and ready to go, I would start marketing in your new city as soon as you can. And just really, again, it's the same as anything. It's getting really clear on your ideal client and your brand. And then of course, making it visible. So if this is something where, as I'm talking about this, you're like, okay, but how do I get visible in a new city? How do I market? I want you to stop right now and go sign up for the Instagram visibility challenge, because that is something that we cover in detail in the free challenge about how to get local clients and local eyes on your business. So when you're relocating, the major thing here is just, again, to get as many local potential dream clients eyes on your content as possible. So same advice as I would have if you were building a clientele in a city, you're going to want to go even more hardcore on <laughs> if you're relocating, because obviously you're going to be building from, from zero, but that would be my main advice. So make sure that you are targeting, targeted marketing people in your area. This is super, super important. So the next question here is Jody, do you think it's worth having a web page? I love this question. And you know what? I absolutely do think it's worth having a website. So it really does lend an air of credibility. Also, this will be no surprise to anyone who's listened to the podcast for a while, but I firmly believe in, in online booking. I think it's a really great way for you to save time and give yourself kind of remove yourself from the process a little bit. So you're not as tempted to open up new hours. It allows you to stick to your boundaries. And again, it just automates a part of your business that can take up a ton of time. So I highly recommend that you have something that leads to your online booking. Um, if you don't have a website, and it's something that you want to do in the next little while, but you haven't quite, you haven't quite created the time or space to actually do it. Shout out to my girl Piper Young, by the way, if you are looking for a website, she has a really amazing DIY course that you can take. I'm not sure if it's open right now, but it's a really, really great one. If you just want something to have a presence so that you can have a bio and have some links to your online booking and all the other things, there is a platform called Milkshake. I will pop a link in the show notes, but it allows you to create what is essentially a mini website. It's super quick to set up. They have really cute little templates, and that's a perfect thing to put in the link in your bio if you don't yet have a website. So I definitely think it's in worth investing time into creating one. However, I'm realistic and I know that that's not something that you're always going to have time for right away. So while you are in the process or until you're able to create a website for your business, check out Milkshake. That can be a really great substitute for your web page. All right. So moving on to the next question, are emojis bad for bio clarity? 
Ooh, this is such a good question. So I actually love emojis in a bio because I think that they really help break up the text a little bit and draw the eye. So if you have something that you really want to bring attention to, you could try to frame it with emojis. That's something that you can absolutely do. I think it's also a great way to show off your personality. So that is something that I really enjoy. Obviously, you're limited in the characters you have in your bio. So don't post a million emojis because it's going to take up a lot of space and you want to keep your bio searchable. But they're a great way to break up text and draw attention. Now, again, if you have no idea what to put in your bio to attract clients, I want you to go and sign up for the Instagram visibility challenge because we go through what to put in your bio and it's in extreme detail. So to take the guesswork out of it, I definitely want you to go sign up for that if you haven't yet, because it's going to really help you. So just to recap, emojis, not bad for bio clarity, a really great way to break up text. Just I wouldn't go overboard because you are limited on the amount of characters in your bio. And honestly, it is you know, it's prime real estate. Your bio is searchable and Instagram is moving more and more over into trying to create some better SEO, which is search engine optimization so that people can find the accounts they're looking for with more ease. So what is in your bio is more important now than ever before. So definitely put some time into crafting a bio that's going to attract and magnetize clients to your Instagram page. Okay. So the next question here that I have is how can I add a booking tab option onto my Instagram for easy booking? Ooh, this is a good question. So on your Instagram page, if you have a business account, you are able to actually go to edit profile on your Instagram page. And when you scroll down, you're going to see uh, a section called action buttons. So you'll tap that. And then depending on your booking app, so I believe Square, you absolutely can. I think Figaro, you can. I'm sure that a lot of them have it. You can have book now, and then you can just pop in all of your information there. So it literally says you go to action buttons, book now, so that's the, the action that you want to take. And then it lists, okay, we have Gloss Genius in here. We have four salon software, Schedulicity. So it looks to me simple salon, simply book me, style seat. So honestly, now that I'm looking, it seems like pretty much every online booking freshes on there. Pretty much every online booking platform, you can set this up and that will allow you to have a direct book link on your Instagram page, which is so priceless for hairstylists. So this is a beautiful question. I love this. And I definitely recommend that you are adding your book button to Instagram because it's all about ease. It is all about ease, especially for new clients. The next question is one that I absolutely love. And <laughs> if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you're going to know my answer to this before I even say it. But the next question is, do you think it's a good idea to repurpose our own content caption and everything just with a different picture? 
And I am going to give this a resounding yes, abso-freaking-lutely. Repurposing your content is just smart business. It is going to save you so much time. It is going to allow you to work a lot faster and a lot smarter and not harder and no one is going to notice, okay? So if you have a post, even if you say, wrote a really great caption about a certain product that you wanted to talk about, and you were like, oh, this caption was so good, I posted it you know, a month or two ago, and now I wanna talk about a different product, feel free to use your own captions as templates. If you've already put the work in, I highly recommend not putting the work in twice. So you don't have to start from scratch every time. And again, if you're a listener of the podcast, a longtime listener, you're probably laughing because this is something that I talk about all the time. Repurposing is really, really smart. And I highly, highly recommend that you do it. So resounding yes. If you have, for instance, like if you're making carousel posts, if you are doing reels, if you are doing any type of content creation, use your past content as inspiration for new content. Now, whether that's repurposing with the exact same caption, that's totally great. Whether that is using a prior post for inspiration for a new post, that's also great. I love repurposing. It's something that I'm really, really a strong advocate of because listen, not everyone is going to see every post every time. And honestly, even if they do, it's not like they're going to be like, "Ugh, I hate that post. Honestly, some of my best performing content are things that I have repurposed. And it's because if you see it once and you like it, if you see it again, you're going to like it. Okay. Sometimes it's about, you know, eliciting an emotion from someone. Sometimes it is about, you know, just connecting and maybe they didn't take action on it the last time because they were doing something or whatever. And this is the perfect time for them to receive your message. Whatever it is, repurposing your content is not just smart. I think it's necessary to create consistency in your messaging, whether you want to directly copy and paste it or whether you want to use previous content as inspiration. So I love that question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So the next question is what is geotagging? Okay. So geotagging is a feature on Instagram where essentially you can put a location to the post. So one thing that was kind of a big, I I guess, trend, I'll say a couple years ago was tagging other businesses in your Instagram posts. So if your, say your salon or your salon suite was near a coffee shop or it was near a restaurant or something like that, it was kind of a trend that people were talking about to tag other businesses in your, as your geotag. Now, I gotta be honest, I think this looks a little spammy and I don't recommend doing it. But if you want to geotag your own salon, it can't hurt. It really can't hurt. Like, especially if someone maybe is looking in your area, it does help the algorithm categorize the area that content was created in, obviously. So if you want to go ahead and geotag your salon location, absolutely go ahead and do that. Um, I don't... I don't recommend geotagging other businesses unless you're at that business, unless you're actually sitting there and the post is about that business, because I do think it looks a little spammy. And what happens is people can bring up a location. 
So if someone's like, say they're wanting to go to like a coffee shop and they're looking at, you know, all of the different photos from people that were there and then they see a bunch of hair photos. Mm, I don't know that that reflects that well on your brand. Like, I just don't think that it really is a winning strategy, to be honest. It's one of those quote unquote hacks that I just think it's better off to skip it and just do the foundational work, create great content, know how to target your people. That's going to get you better results than hacks like that. So that is what geotagging is. And that is my recommendation for it. All right. So the next question here is when building a personal brand, what do you think about attaching past brand names we have worked with for credential purposes? So as far as brand names, So the next question we have here is how often should we reevaluate hashtags? Okay, this is a really good one. And my answer here is super simple. When they stop working. So when it comes to a hashtag strategy, I'd give it like you can't really call it off of one or two posts. So once you kind of go through and create a local hashtag strategy to attract your clients in your area and connect with your dream clients, then what I recommend doing is waiting, you know, 30, 45 days, you're going to create a couple different sets. And again, if you don't know how to create your hashtag sets, we go through this exact exercise in the free challenge. So head to the show notes and sign up for that if you haven't yet. But basically, hashtags, I like to create a few different sets and experiment with them and then give it like, I'd say 30 days, 30 to 60 days and see what's working. And then you can go back, you can actually look in depth at your post. So check out your post, check out your general reach. And then if you are, you know, if you are reaching consistently and you're starting to convert people on Instagram and all the things, I don't stress too much about it because honestly, I think that hashtags are one of those things that it's worth putting in the time to just do it like properly and just have your local hashtag sets that are going to help you attract dream clients. But I think that often we spend more time stressing about hashtags than we should because at the end of the day, creating quality content that speaks to your ideal clients is going to be a bigger driver on your for the growth of your business and for the conversion of clients from Instagram followers or from people who find you on Instagram. So hashtags are one of those things I think that people like to spin out on a lot. <laughs> and as long as you as long as you dedicate a little bit of time to just finding relevant hashtags so that, you know, people in your area can see you also so that Instagram can categorize your content and show it to more local clients and local followers, then that is where I would spend the time. I wouldn't freak out too much about reassessing constantly and, and, you know, trying to, to fix a broken content strategy with hashtags. And that's just me being super raw and super honest. Oftentimes I've seen people be like, Oh, my hashtags aren't working anymore. And I'm like, honestly, your messaging has changed. And maybe you're just not creating what your ideal client wants to see anymore. So quality content is always really, really important. But as far as hashtags, like I said, do it really well once, 
And then you can tweak and change from there. And yeah, there'll definitely be trending hashtags that happen and, you know, different ways. But I really like to focus on visibility strategy as a whole. And hashtags are part of that for sure. But they're not the whole thing. And I I just don't like to see people spend too much time stressing about specifically hashtags, especially with all these announcements coming up from Instagram that are like, oh, post five. Oh, actually, no, post 20. Never mind, post 15. Like, honestly, I have a hashtag set that I have been using for two years. It still really works. And I'm still posting 30 in the comments and I'm still getting really good reach. So sometimes I think that we need to take everything, all these announcements with a pinch of salt and really rely on your foundations and really rely on what's working for you specifically instead of trying to beat the algorithm or whatever else it is. I think it's more about connecting with your ideal clients and your audience. So Moving on to the next question, how often should we be posting to stories and what should the content of those stories be? Do stories, what should the content of those stories be? Do stories work at attracting new clientele? Okay, so stories here, let's let's kind of dive into what stories are for. Stories are a great place to post behind the scenes content and connect with your existing followers. So very rarely, if ever, are you going to have people that don't follow you already watch your stories. And typically it's going to be your most engaged current followers. So that's kind of who you're reliably going to have viewing your stories. Now, when it comes to what to post, there's some really, like, I like to post things like, polls, quizzes, the more engagement posts you can do, the better. Current openings with a link to your bookings can be a really great way to utilize stories. So say you have, you know, like five openings for the next two weeks, you can do a little quiz and be like, Hey, have you thought about, you know, coming to get your hair done? Um, Because even if they are not maybe necessarily clients yet, they're going to be your most engaged followers. So, you know, showing your face on stories, giving little educational tips, maybe talking about you could do like a get ready with me, just a little bit more getting to know you a bit and seeing how things are done behind the scenes. Stories are also great for say you are documenting like a big transformation you're doing, you wouldn't post 10 slides on the feed necessarily unless you want to do a photo dump. But that would be a really great thing to document on your stories. Another cool thing you can do on stories too is say you're at a local boutique or cafe or yoga studio or whatever, you can record a story there and tag them and give them a shout out because reciprocity is huge. Chances are they'll reshare it. And again, that's more local eyes on your business. So that's a hot tip on a really great way to utilize stories. So short answer, do stories work at attracting new clientele? They're not going to work for attracting new followers, but they could be a really great place for you to convert someone who's, you know, a follower, a fan, and incentivize them to book an appointment. The great thing too about stories now, I just want to add one more thing, is that you can add a link no matter how many followers you have now. So it used to be just people with over 10,000 followers could add a link to their 
to their stories, but now everyone can. So utilize that. That's a really, really great thing to have. If you're talking about a particular product, like pop the link to your online shop in there. If you are talking about an opening that you have, pop the link to your booking in there. It's a really great way to directly send people. If you maybe sell products for an affiliate link, you can pop your direct affiliate link in there. So there's a lot of opportunity for direct links in stories as well. So I think that's a really, really great question. And we're going to move on to the next one. So how often should we be posting? This is a very personal question. So a lot of the time we're going to see, oh, you have to post every day. You have to post. And if your goal is to be, you know, grow your following as fast as possible for whatever reason, then yeah, post every day. If your goal or as even more as as much as you want to, like up to three times a day or what a lot of the big Instagram, a lot of the big Instagram educators are telling people. However, this is not the same strategy that hairstylists need to use to attract local clients. So if you can consistently post, you know, whether it's whatever that number is for you. So if you can post four times a week and that's something you can maintain and you can do that every week, I would rather see that than have you post eight posts and then ghost for a month. Okay. So Figure out whatever it is that feels the most doable and attainable for you and stick to that. If you want to post five days a week or seven days a week, that is fantastic. If you enjoy creating content, then absolutely by all means. But I think that a lot of the time we get, we hear all these shoulds and we should do this and we have to do this. And it discourages a lot of stylists from taking any action at all. So I want to empower you right now. If your content strategy looks like posting three times a week and staying top of mind, then that is a lot better than nothing. And that is going to really help you get in front of some people that you wouldn't have gotten in front of had you not posted at all. So I think that's really, really important. Now, all right. And the last question that we have time for today is, do the hashtags work in the bio? I see salons putting them there, but with hashtag search, I can't find any salons. Okay. This is a good question because I've actually seen this quite a bit too. And here is the kind of latest on Instagram and how they are going to be categorizing by bio. It's going to be a lot more about keywords. So hashtags and bios, I don't think are necessary. Um, I don't think that they're going to really help with your reach. And I don't believe that they show up whenever you follow or search a hashtag. So I think that it's going to be a lot more beneficial to use keywords in your bio than using hashtags. So that is, that's a great question because I've definitely seen this as well, but Focus your hashtags for your posts and really think about your bio as making it searchable and containing the keywords that your clients are most likely to be searching. Now, if you are, after listening to this episode, you're like, okay, I have more questions (laughs) now that I've got some answers. I want you to head to jodybrown.ca slash visibility or click the link in the show notes to sign up because this episode, if you enjoyed it, you are going to absolutely love the visibility challenge. 
It's back live. Last time we had hundreds of stylists increase their Instagram visibility and learn how to convert followers into clients. So you will get, like I said, short to the point videos delivered to your inbox every single morning, as well as live coaching from me in our community Facebook group. So like I said, I'm going to pop a registration link in the show notes so you can sign up and I cannot wait to see you there. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Thank you so much for listening in to another episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. If you haven't already, make sure you like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Be sure to check out our show notes for all of the links mentioned in today's episode. And if you want to get in touch with me and let me know what you're thinking, what you'd like to see on the podcast, or just share your favorite episode, send me a DM over on Instagram, either at Hairstylist Rising or at It's Jody Brown. I am so excited to see you back here, same place, same time next week. And until then, I am Jody Brown. I am your host and I'm signing off now. So thank you so much for listening to this podcast and we'll see you next week.